On today's episode, we catch up on the recent variant and content releases for Star Wars 5e. Hello and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters, a podcast discussing everything Star Wars 5e. My name is Todd, I've got Tegan here, and we're looking forward to jumping into hyperspace with you. Let's go! Hello, everyone, and welcome to Dungeon Jedi Masters Podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. Happy New Year, Tegan. How are you doing today? I'm doing pretty well, man. Got had some good time off. Got to read a couple Star Wars books, so it was just kind of good to get a break from the, the daily grind. How about you? Yeah, uh, holidays were great. Uh, good time off. I'm, I'm sure a lot of people, uh, as we record this Monday, you know, are struggling to get back into the normal swing of things, but uh, sometimes it's good to have that routine back. Um, so, you know, kind of speaking of, uh, new Star Wars books, there's a new one, uh, let's see, look, check the calendar tomorrow. I think when the podcast comes out on the fifth, yeah. new, uh, the, uh, new, I forget, is it New Republic? Or High Republic. High uh, Republic. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's, I forgot the official title of the book was part of the High Republic series. Uh, Charles So, who wrote the new, the Darth Vader series about three years back is, doing as the author for it so i'm looking forward to it i'm don't always read all the new canon books but charles souls vader was amazing so i think this will be pretty good too yeah very nice yeah i know there's um for anyone that doesn't know i think like the first eight chapters are free online uh they're available out there if you wanted to skim those and then uh you know pre-order or i guess it will it'll it'll be out uh day of this podcast so you can pick that up uh, looking forward to it as well i think having that uh some info on a new era will be exciting, and I'm sure the uh, the sub or the the Discord will be flooded with information uh, on how to work things into into people's campaigns for sure. Yeah, I'm looking especially because it's a new, it's like a brand new era for both canons. Legends never wrote anything in this gap too, so it's kind of a, a real untouched kind of period of time, which is hard for Star Wars that period you know, with some of the overused periods that are common for the era. Absolutely. So very exciting there. Uh, yeah, so welcome everybody to uh, our first episode of Season 2, we're going to call this, uh, as we've come into uh, 2021 here with the podcast. Uh, excited to get back into it. I uh, had a good break, uh, as we said, and uh, there's even over that short time, there's been a lot of uh, differences to the system, some, some good updates and whatnot. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Uh, just basically all the new rules releases that have come out since our last uh, episode. I think like beginning of December was our last one. Uh, touch on that stuff. And uh, before we get into that, though, uh, we still have uh, we have a good amount of updates and things on our end as well uh, to go over. Um, but first, uh, we do have some new patrons that joined up over these past uh, couple weeks. So we definitely want to uh, recognize them. So thank you to Jeremy, Michael. Alex and Chiza. Uh, we appreciate you guys for uh, signing up to join our uh, Patreon and support this podcast and also take advantage of that content that we put out. Uh, it's always great uh, to put that together for you all out there. Um, and, uh, you know, staying on that topic of the Patreon, Tegan, we've got, uh, you know, some pretty big stuff happening with that. 
We definitely do some sweet stuffs coming up. Uh, the biggest one, which will be live as this podcast goes, we're adding a, a new tier uh, for the Dungeon Jedi Masters listeners. Uh, basically, what this will be is uh, the Jedi Master tier, I believe, and uh, basically allow you to get a couple extra features you wouldn't otherwise have access to. Uh, one of the biggest being is we're actually going to be opening our own uh, play-by-post server, and those uh, that level will be able to subscribe and be able to play in those games with us. And uh, I know we talked about this a little bit on our last episode but kind of high level overview will be running pretty much a new kind of a theme each quarter uh, a new kind of a adventure each quarter uh they can jump into and just really get a kind of a new perspective if you haven't tried the play-by-post on just uh, how a campaign can run so definitely if you're interested try us out there uh that tier will also get early access to our adventures too so uh kind of a cool bonus there to help kick off the year yeah, looking forward to that as well. Play by post, uh, we've mentioned before, is a great format and uh, just hope that it gets more people, especially the other fellow DMs that don't really get to play as much. Hopefully this maybe gives you an opportunity to do so, get on the other side of the table and uh, join into that. So uh, as we said, the, the tier three is live. You guys can uh, check that out. If you're a current uh, patron uh, tier one or two, uh, you can simply upgrade for the difference in cost. So you don't have to, uh, tier three is $6 a month. And if you're at tier three, you don't have to pay $6. You just pay three more for this month and then it'll be the six going forward. So easy upgrade there. And um, a lot of you have connected your Patreon with Discord and that will bring you into the Dungeon Jedi Master Discord server, formerly the One Shot Wednesday server. Just kind of wrap that all in. Uh, So the Patreons, you will all have a specific channel for you guys. And then those that are in that tier three, Uh, you will have a special spot as well just for the uh, play-by-post as we begin to develop that. Uh, We're going to aim for kicking that off in February, give everyone time to, you know, sign up and then uh, get organized, get characters built, all that stuff. So, um, you know, sign up uh, if you're interested in that and then look forward to uh, beginning of February. We'll actually get into some play. Uh, beyond that, with that tier, one other thing to mention, uh, Tegan mentioned the the uh, adventures, and then uh, Tegan, how about tell us about the uh, little bit of changes to the NPC releases that we do as well. Definitely. So we're, we're switching up both the, uh, the adventure style and the NPCs uh, that we're going to be releasing for our Patreons. Uh, so we're going to still have the every other month uh, you'll get an adventure to run, uh, but now with uh, the PC that we're going to release, we're going to have an encounter that you can run any campaign with that PC. Uh, so I think our first NPC is going to be uh, a Dothamir and Witch uh, on a Rancor. So uh, you'll see that pretty soon and you'll be able to run that with uh, your crew uh, at your table. But uh, one of the nice things too that we're going to be doing differently for this season uh, is the adventures that we're going to release are actually going to build into a campaign. So we'll have uh, six different adventures that you or six different adventures that will kind of flow into a campaign that you'll be able to just kind of roll out and use at your table uh, without having to really tweak too much. They'll be kind of era agnostic too, so don't worry if you're Old Republic or Imperial era, we'll be able to help tweak it to make sure it, it fits with whatever kind of theme or style your, your players are looking to go for. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, yeah, the the NPC, uh, that sh- will be out uh, with this podcast as well here. Uh, so as Tegan mentioned, the Dathomir uh, Witch and um yeah, those encounters that come along with that, you know, they're not going to fit into anything specific. Uh, just just a way to utilize that uh, that NPC and um, 
the adventures hopefully will will they won't be super connected where you know you have to play them all in order or whatever uh but there will be uh connectivity there which i think will be a cool uh cool way so basically you know we've got a you know a six session campaign or however long it takes you guys to run those sessions uh for you guys so looking forward to that so uh, i think that is everything on our uh patreon side of things all our updates there quite a bit um yeah beyond that uh, just otherwise uh we've had some uh some actual play content that we've gone through uh many of you hopefully saw our uh, Star Wars 5e Discord uh, Council one-shot, Jabba All the Way, that I ran uh, in December. So kind of a holiday uh, thing that, Tegan, you played in that, along with uh, six other of our uh, council members from the Star Wars 5e Discord. A lot of fun. Uh, that was a massive party size for me, for sure. Um, tell you what, especially when you're doing just a single, like, three-hour session, uh, it's, it's tough, but uh, it was fun. It was a, it was a good time. So it came out really well. It was definitely a blast, uh, especially with kind of the uh, the holiday theme in there and kind of converting up what's the uh, Rocket Man into it a bit as well. So I, I liked it. I had a lot of fun with it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, good old Arnold Schwarzenegger classic, uh, Jingle All the Way. So, But for anyone that might have missed that, uh, that video will be on our YouTube, the VOD. So uh, we'll have that up live so you can check that out and see all the good fun we had there. Um, some other actual play stuff, uh, my campaign Tempest Feud for those following that finished up, uh, last week as of this podcast. So the VODs will be up, um, of that. If you want to check that out on YouTube and, uh, there will be two, uh, two more episodes. It's a prologue of sorts, uh, that we have to finish up some character stories. Uh, so that'll be still every other week on Tuesday to finish those out for that. Um, don't want to give any spoilers away too, but he had a pretty sweet uh, ending with it too, especially with a kind of a cool cameo too. So that, that was really, I was kind of shocked by that. So definitely check that finale out. Yeah, you'll you'll have to be uh, the the podcast. You can hear it in the podcast, but uh, you'd likely want to check out the VOD for that uh, at the end of our finale. Definitely a very cool uh, little gift from one of my players. So. Um, yeah, Tegan, uh, you've got uh, Hunted still going on, uh, which I play in, and that actually uh, is tonight uh, after this podcast. Definitely. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, I enjoy the time off on the holidays, but I had to take a little bit of break from the games, too. So I'm itching to get back in, and you guys will be able to pick up with the Hunted crew tonight at 630 and see uh, first how they're going to get out of the the hot mess they're in right now. And then uh, hopefully they'll be able to uh, get to Kessel and start helping those Jedi. So tune in. It should be a pretty fun session. Absolutely. So, yes, that's uh, tonight, Tuesday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time, and you can watch that live on uh, twitch.tv slash Todd Moonbounce as well. And then uh, One Shot Wednesdays are coming back as well, so I'm going to get those spun back up. Uh, The first one will be on the 13th of this month, and then the following Wednesday on the 20th, uh, just some scheduling. I'm going to adjust those, but they'll eventually go to, you know, every other week within the month. Uh, I believe there's maybe one spot available in the 13th. And then uh, I think I've got four spots for the session on the 20th. So uh, we're going to be in the rebellion era. You're going to be uh, people working for the uh, for the rebellion uh, for a little bit of a search and rescue. So if you're interested in that, uh, check out the One Shot Wednesday server and join up. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here before we get into 
uh, you know, talking about the Star Wars 5e stuff. Uh, yeah, so we had a lot of fun with our DM spotlights uh, last year, Tegan, and uh, we thought about a way to kind of keep going with something like that. We love to highlight uh, all of you out there, all of our followers and listeners. Uh, so we've come up with a couple new ideas. Uh, so a character, uh, character spotlight as well as a campaign moment, uh, something for both a player and a DM. Uh, Tegan, if you want to expand on that a little bit. Oh, definitely. So yeah, the DM spotlight was really cool. It was nice to be able to see the community and everybody's campaigns and kind of what they've got going. So we wanted to give it a chance to be able to hear both from DMs as well as the players themselves. Uh, so with the character spotlight, we'll have a, a survey posted up, I think by the time this uh, podcast goes, uh, where you'll be able to put in some cool details about your character. Uh, kind of what we're looking for is a little bit on your build, just kind of how you, what class, speeds, and different things you've done. But we want to kind of hear your concept too, just how they fit into the galaxy that you're playing in and just here's some cool facts about them just anything that you share they think people may be interested in and then on the flip side too for the dms as well uh, we're doing campaign actually this doesn't even have to be the dms for anybody playing in a campaign uh this we want to hear one moment in the campaign that you just kind of think back to and just think that was really cool uh so just something that you guys did or some situation you guys got yourselves into that just the table had a blast with and you think people would love to hear and kind of share with the rest of the community yeah, I think those will be those will be great. It's always good to hear those moments like that. I can uh, think of a few different ones in some of my campaigns that you know maybe it was even just a, a little RP moment and it really brought things out from a character standpoint. Uh, so yeah, looking forward to that stuff, you guys. So uh, there'll be links in our podcast description, and then we'll get them out on the Discord and whatnot uh, for those surveys. So uh, keep an eye out for that and uh, let us know what you have to say. Uh, I think from that, uh, that's everything on our end. Uh, as usual, thanks again to all of our followers, listeners, subscribers, etc. cetera. Uh, we appreciate you all, and uh, be sure to check us out, DungeonJediMasters.com, for all of that content. Uh, Tegan, I think we can get into uh, the bulk of today's, uh, today's episode here of the new rules of... Uh, Star Wars 5e. As we said, we've had a few releases uh, on our time off, so we're just going to go over those and uh, talk about how those fit into your game. I know uh, a few of them are some variant rules, but uh, some good stuff that can uh, make some adjustments here. So uh, we're going to go from the uh, farthest back one um, forward to the newest uh, release uh, and starting off with the companion rules update. So this is a pretty big update. So uh, this will probably be one that we actually do a full podcast on because there's a lot to dive into, uh, just kind of different changes and tweaks that will be a little bit uh, unusual or just different from what you'd expect. Uh, but high-level overview, uh, we've they've kind of completely overhauled uh, the companion system and just kind of standardized it across the different classes that gain a companion, uh, as well as introducing a new feat called the companion keeper uh, which will allow characters who didn't have access to a pet or a companion class to pick up that companion class uh, biggest kind of high level changes now uh, you'll be able to add classes to all of your companions so once your companion hits to level three they'll be able to have access to the core character classes uh, so if you wanted to make them uh, operative or berserker or fighter uh, they'll have access to that once they hit level three so when your character hits level three as well uh, 
biggest thing too is they kind of broke them down into different natures uh and what the natures are is like uh so you've got the beast droids tracker droids turrets humanoids uh all of those are different natures that you can pick if you do the feet or you can just go through and pick which one fits best certain classes that have companions will lock you into one uh for instance since if you're doing an astrotech engineer, you'll have a, a droid that you'll be able to set up as your companion. Uh, and they still have that kind of build-a-bear build nature. We can go through and pick the different features and things like that that will help you kind of realize your build and have your droid, companion, whatever you're playing as, do what you'd expect it to. So some cool stuff in there. Definitely we'll probably have a check that out this season. We'll have another uh, podcast that goes deeper into this one because it's a little dense of a topic. But uh, it's definitely some fun things you can do with this. Yeah, definitely worthwhile its own episode for sure. So uh, look forward to that here in the future. Uh, but uh, very, very cool update there. Uh, so next up, we have a, uh, a variant rule, uh, alternate at wills and extra attack. And uh, this uh, helps, I, I believe the focus on this one was multi-classing, right? Definitely. So this is just, uh, it's an alternate rule, so just a variant. Uh, so you can only play it if you like to. Um, the castle, it's, I'll break it up into two parts. I'll do the extra attack piece first. Uh, so this basically just allows, uh, makes it a little bit easier to multi-class. It takes some of the penalties out for multi-classing, I'll say. Uh, so like if you wanted to build a fighter, but you wanted them to have a little bit of berserker feel to them, uh, typically when you're doing that multi-class, the big hurdle would be when do you want to do it? Because if you do it before level five, you're going to delay getting extra attack. This will allow you, as long as you pick another class that has extra attack as one of its features at level five, you'll be able to... Uh, so if you did that two levels in Fighter and three in Berserker, you'll still have extra attack. So as long as you add up to level five with the two classes that have the extra attack option, uh, you don't have to worry about getting to the, the level five of the individual class. So it just makes it a little bit easier to multi-class. So kind of a nice feature there, especially if you really want to encourage some different builds. Um, definitely fun. I'm uh, playing in a campaign that's uh, using this. One thing I would caution with DMs, though, and as somebody that loves to multi-class, this will make your characters stronger and realize a lot of kind of off-the-wall builds at earlier levels, which can make it a little bit more of a challenge to DM for. Uh, definitely not saying not to do it, just one of those things just to keep in mind. Star Wars 5e can already be a little bit more of a power jump, uh, and adding that in there could definitely uh, increase it up there too. Uh, but just uh, as long as you're making sure to throw some challenging fights there, it definitely won't be an issue at all, and gives players a little bit extra freedom too. Uh, the other side of it is for at-wills. Uh, so kind of a similar thing, and this one, this one makes... Uh, this one... Uh, I'd be a little bit more easy to use and it kind of makes a little bit more sense in kind of a realistic or world building aspect. Uh, current system with that wills, and this is kind of a carryover from traditional D and D's cantrip style uh, is that cantrips and at wills improve at character level, not class level. Uh, so if you were a fighter and picked up uh, force sensitive, you're, your at-wills would be the same potency, same power uh, as a counselor or guardian or sentinel who had that same at-will picked, but kind of specialized in a force-using class. Uh, what this is doing versus kind of giving everybody that same power jump for the cantrips, uh, it's allowing you, uh, the casters, to, it's improving the cantrips, uh, or at-wills, I should say, potency at the same level. So you need one at 5th level, 11th level increases, but they're tying it to the class not the character level uh so nothing too crazy for the casting classes everything pretty pretty much pretty similar as long as you stay with that class the whole time 
where this comes into play is with multi-classes or somebody that may have picked up the force sensitive feat uh then you'll just have to take a look and basically what you do is just determine your caster level for the class you divide it by your maximum power level or casting power level so if you're a counselor and you can cast a level nine uh you would uh divide that uh uh, divide that through by your level and that would be kind of your overall level uh, and then there's a little bit more math you do with it and then you get your caster level for that at will. So cool system if you want to just really have a little bit more of a similitude just to have everything make sense in the real world since that fighter probably wouldn't be as adept at using a cantrip as a counselor. Uh, so this could be kind of a fun one to add in there if you just really want to recognize your casters a little bit more. Great, yeah, uh, a couple good uh, good variants there, especially as you said to help the multi-classers uh, and kind of pick up a little bit extra that they might lose in that process. Uh, but of course, you know, definitely DMs uh, make sure you understand how those work and, and how that might change the dynamic of the group. Uh, the next piece up is uh, a species that was released, uh, the uh, Petroleum, I believe it is. Definitely, yes. This is a new species. Uh, Basically, so this one, um, I, I don't know what they're from. Uh, so I, I must uh, feel free to let me know, you guys know in the Discord if you guys remember art, what this is from. Yeah, the artwork looked uh, looked a little bit uh, like Rebels or Clone Wars art, I think. So I'd assume sure. something from there. That would make sense. Uh, these ones are uh, so they're, they're intelligence based. Their uh, main ABI is intelligence plus two. Uh, nice thing too is it gives you a choice between dexterity and charisma for your plus one. Uh, so this could be a good one for engineers or even if you wanted to build a scout off of it. Uh, big thing too, they're also going to be small class, so make sure you take that into consideration. Um, they can breathe both underwater as well as typical air. So if you're doing a kind of a more aqua themed campaign, they can be a good choice there. Uh, they also get the conniving feature, which allows you either proficiency in stealth or deception. So strong one there, especially if you're going to go for the, the either the Sentinel or Scout build. Uh, dark, they also get dark vision too, and nice thing too is they get uh, lightning resistance, which uh, especially if you're going to be going up and get some Sith, uh, it's definitely handy to have. Uh, they also pick up a specialist kit too, so that's kind of a nice one there as well. Uh, so if you wanted a uh, nice thing with Star Wars 5e for good and for bad, is just a ton of different kits and things like this. So getting one for your class just makes it a little bit easier, so you have to worry too much about uh, which ones you're picking up. Uh, and they also get the uh, technician uh, proficiency, so that gives them technology proficiency just right off the bat for the class. So this is really kind of a strong build for scouts and engineers. Uh, allows you to get some extra kits, uh, as well as uh, get that technology proficiency for free. Uh, and then also gives you some social skills, too, with either a deception if you choose it, or if you want to be a little harder to see stealth. Very nice. Yeah, so I just quickly looked up. Uh, so they, they are from the Clone Wars. Uh, looks like there's one of them. Uh, butcher this name here, uh, Robonino, uh, was hired by Cad Bane, it says, uh, for a mission to infiltrate the Senate building on Coruscant. So I think I kind of yeah. recall uh, that little arc there. So, But uh, I think, as you mentioned, all the little aspects, the, the specialist kit and thing fits right in there uh, for that. So uh, another good addition to this, uh, the ever-expanding species collection for Star Wars 5e. So... All right, uh, a couple more here. Uh, bonus proficiencies is the next. Uh, that's a variant rule as well, I believe, right? 
This is a variant rule. This is one I really like, though. This is a thing I'm going to be putting into the Hunted campaign uh, for sure. Uh, but basically, as I mentioned before, there's like a ton of different kits, uh, and especially languages for Star Wars 5e, because there's like 100 different so 100-plus languages. Uh, so there's a lot that can go through and choosing and kind of narrowing down what you want your character to have can definitely be a, a little a little challenging with the system with how many different options there are. Uh, so with the bonus proficiencies, it allows you to pick uh, either uh, with base level, uh, either a language or a tool that you can learn uh, and add into your character. Uh, so basically, you get the points based off your proficiency. So if you're a level five character, you'd have three points you can spend, uh, and you'd be able to learn, uh, like if you wanted to pick up security kit or a slicer's kit or a language, you'd be able to spend those points to learn, uh, pick those up. Nice thing, too, with this one, which I kind of like, too, for a good RP aspect, and uh, I know... Initially, at first, I scratched my head at it. Thought it'd be kind of a little, little OP, but I think it kind of works for telling a good story. Uh, is you don't have to like pick these proficiencies at the time, like you're building your class. Uh, you can actually pick these up like in the middle of a game. Uh, so, like for instance, if you're uh, somewhere and somebody needed to slice into a system, uh, and for some reason nobody had slicers proficiency, and you still had your points, you could spend one of your points, pick up that slicers proficiency. But the cool thing with this one, though, why I kind of think it fits for good storytelling, is you'd have to kind of tell everybody how you came up with it. Uh, so, like for instance, if you're uh, trying to slice in, you can be like, uh, I picked this up or run with Black Sun. Uh, they taught me how to hack into different things as you're kind of getting your tools out and getting ready for it. So, just like I'm a cool one, I think will encourage RP. They get uh, something a little extra and hopefully a crucial moment, uh, but also help round out their character and tell a little bit more about their story. Yeah, that's great. And I think your example is, is a good one there. I, I personally enjoy that process of. of of uh, creating your character kind of as as the game goes on, you know, you start with your shell, and then the the world, the other characters, the other players, you know, bring out aspects of who your character is. So this kind of leans into that, and um, you know, the the example specifically with the the kits, uh, you know, it, it can be tough to, you know, I'm sure, you know, different tables do it differently, but. Um, you know, sitting down with everyone and saying, you know, I think everyone goes, all right, I'm going to play, I'm going to play a guardian. Okay. I'm going to play a, a scout, etc." And they kind of plan out the group. And then, you know, there's always that conversation of, do we have a healer? Do we have a tank, etc." Um, you know, and whether, you know, you want that to happen or not, uh, to maybe allow that to be a little more, uh, natural within the game. But I think this helps with that is that, you know, at that point, as you said, Tegan, you know, let players build a player they want, they want, and then they can realize that maybe there are some, you know, shortcomings, for lack of a better word, in the party. Uh, and this is a good opportunity to, to make up for that. So, uh, like Slicer's Kit as an example. It's, it's a fun one. I'm going to be using it. Uh, there's also kind of a variant on the variant. Uh, so if you wanted to, versus just giving them access to languages and proficiency, uh, they can also spend those points to, to get proficiency in weapons and armor. Uh, so uh, if they spend one point, they'll get proficiency in a single weapon. If they spend two points, they'd actually get proficiency in a kind of category. Uh, so if they wanted to be proficient in all master or martial viable weapons they could spend those two points and get that on there as well uh 
big thing though is for they would have to uh, so for armors you can do the same thing for armors but you'd have to have the step down below as well so if you wanted to get medium armor you'd have to be proficient in light armor heavy armor you'd have to be proficient in both uh, medium and light armor uh, to be able to spend your proficiency points on them uh, definitely a cool way there I'm probably just going to be using the the language and uh, kit portion of it uh, but especially just if you're a character well, kind of a player has a good build in mind that they wanted to go for but just really couldn't pick it up without this this can be a good way to help them along yeah absolutely yeah one last little thing that i thought of was just you know there i think there are some some aspects that uh you know you don't pick up as you said because of of your your background choices and etc and doesn't offer it so uh, you know, and this might allow players too to pick something up that's a little bit maybe more flavorable. Even um, you know, maybe it's not specifically just for for something in the game, but you just want it. You really wanted to be able to play an instrument, you know, but it just didn't fit in otherwise. So this is that opportunity. So very cool. All right, uh, we have one more here uh, for our new releases, and that is called Shots, a, another variant uh, for the system. Yeah, this is another cool one. I'm not sure if I'm going to use it yet, but uh, I do like this one. Uh, so basically, this will allow you to, because everybody always wants to, with uh, D&D, both Star Wars and traditional, uh, to be able to call out their shots and get a little extra from it. Uh, this is a really cool system to actually do that and have it be uh, reasonable and play fit with well within game mechanics. Uh, basically with this one, so you can only call a shot if you have advantage. Uh, so basically if you've got advantage on attack from whatever's going on you can forgo that advantage and then call your shot uh so basically let's say you're flanking somebody or for some reason you've got an advantage from something else somebody's prone uh and you're going to make that melee attack you can say i'll just take attack at regular and then if you hit you can call i kind of figure out how that shot's going to go uh, so basically, once you hit with that called shot, you roll a d100, uh, and then you'll determine uh, an attack or kind of a, the effect from that d100 roll uh, with different areas of the body being called out. Uh, so, for instance, if you rolled like a, a one on the d100, uh, you'd be able to get a leg shot. Uh, you'd be able to reduce the creature's speed by half into the next turn. Or if you just really luck out and roll uh, high on that D100, uh, 96 to 100 and get a headshot, uh, and the creature will be blinded to the end of its next, start of its next turn. Uh, so some cool stuff you can do there in a fun way that you can get everything to play there and help kind of build out your character. Uh, the other thing too, so there's an alternative way you can do it as well. Uh, you can choose to roll your damage twice and take the lesser total. Uh, and if you do so, you can choose the effect you want to cause on the call shocks, which is table uh, below. So depending on how your DM plays, you can either do either or, or both uh, and just kind of uh, get some cool uh, RP value or just even some cool mechanical value too uh, of where, how your shot's landing and kind of what the effect is. Yeah, I think that's the the mechanical aspects are are one of the great parts of this. Uh, I, I'm uh, I'm kind of dabbling in some other systems as well, and uh, one of them has a called shots mechanic, and it's cool to uh, what this one has in Star Wars Five E's is how that affects you. You know, if if you hit him in a leg or hit him in an arm, what that does, uh, and how that can you know, shape the encounter going forward. So it's it's a cool mechanic to introduce and, and uh, utilize. So good stuff there. All right. Well, I think that wraps up everything that we had for our uh, Star Wars 5e new, re new releases to uh, catch up on. 
Uh, lots of good stuff there and you know still plenty of stuff in the works coming out so as usual we will stay uh, on top of that stuff as it comes out and um, go from there so uh, that's it for us for today Uh, next episode which will be in two weeks a reminder that we are doing uh, every other week for our podcast uh, going forward now but uh, for episode two of season two uh, we're going to be doing uh, talking on uh, questionnaires for your players as they create their characters. Uh, Tegan has done a great job with this in, uh, in our hunted campaign. Uh, he had a, a good list of things just to help, you know, backstory related questions, but also stuff on, you know, what the character feels about this or that and how they would fit into the campaign. Uh, as a DM myself as well, I know that, you know, that helps a lot as a DM to, uh, you know, build your campaign and bring everyone together and, and then think about maybe character plots down the road. Uh, so we're going to touch on that as well as um, some things that you as a DM can do to some kind of reflections you can have uh, after a session. Uh, something that I've been doing personally as a newer DM. Um, you know, inspiration was one thing that I struggled with handing out to people. Uh, so I came up with a little way to, to help myself. And, but that was just a thought I had was after a session, I said, oh, I'm not doing that very well. So a few things to kind of reflect personally on your sessions. And then, uh, lastly with that, uh, player feedback, player feedback, I think is another, uh, good piece of that puzzle. So that's going to be our next episode, just talking about all those things, uh, and just making sure that your, your campaign and sessions are, are running as best as they can. Uh, Tegan, any other final thoughts for our first episode of 2021? No, just, uh, it's good to be back. Uh, I'm looking forward to uh, next session too, or next, uh, next episode. I think there's a lot of cool things we can go over there, uh, just to really help our uh, characters building out and just DMs because getting feedback can sometimes be hard as a DM. So, uh, I think that'd be a fun one to dive into and I'll, uh, give some good ideas out there for the community. Absolutely. Uh, so thank you everyone. Uh, make sure to pay attention to our Uh, the description in our podcast because we got a bunch of stuff there um you know i think uh, we talked about some surveys and and some other stuff that'll be in there uh if you haven't uh we'll i'll put a a link to the discord as well if you haven't been brought over there already from your patreon uh so you can check that out because we'll definitely have announcements there um and of course uh DungeonJediMasters.com. check us out to get links to all of our content uh this podcast our youtube channel our Twitch channel, uh, Twitter, and Instagram as well. Uh, And then, of course, that Patreon. Thank you, everyone out there. Uh, We'll see you next time. May the Force be with you. May the Force be with you.